0: Welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy, a podcast about transforming your life using natural and holistic hacks. I'm Whitney Bean, wellness and life coach and mom of four. I'm curious and learning right alongside you. I believe we can achieve better health and balance and still be on time for soccer practice most of the time. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm so grateful for you for listening today. I'm glad that you are here, and I can't wait to dive into today's topic. But before we do, I just wanted to mention that the membership is open right now. We have the Restoring Balance membership, which is a combo of one-on-one coaching and a group coaching together, and we also have lessons available um, on the website. You get um, to be part of um, this portion of the website that is just for members only. And you get to have, um, some videos and concepts and all kinds of resources in there as well. Um, so that one-on-one coaching is 10 weeks of one-on-one coaching. And then, um, once a month after that for the remainder of the year. So if you're ready to change your life, if you're ready to jump in and get intentional and see amazing results, I would love to work with you and I would love to meet you. So reach out to me. Uh, you can go to whitneybean.com backslash, uh, membership sign up or you can go to whitneybean.com and at the top, there'll be a, there'll be a link up there for the membership. So let's jump into today's topic. Um, So we've been talking a little bit about the brain the last few weeks. And today what we're going to talk about is how to really make change within the brain. How do you make a difference? Uh, So interesting to me that we have all of these concepts that can seem somewhat um, uh, hard to measure. You know, we, we kind of talk a lot about Seeing a difference in emotions or in the brain or in thoughts, which are kind of hard to put a pin in. They're kind of hard to really point out or to measure. And I just finished reading a book today called The Awakened Brain, where she does just that. She has been doing research for, I believe, two or three decades. And um, the author has, and she is researching spirituality and the brain. And I'm um, looking at how you can impact the brain and specifically depression by, um, increasing spirituality. So it's been fascinating to read this book. And a lot of what I do, it's it's just stuff that you can't measure, right? Like it's it's hard to measure. And when I'm talking one-on-one with clients, I do have them give me numbers. You know, we evaluate. They give me the numbers of how they're doing. And so we can see, I can see, and they can see how they're doing and, and where they're improving. And if they're not improving in certain areas, then we change things up. And so we we do look at numbers, but when, you, when I um, tell people what I do and we talk about coaching or um, that type of work, it's hard to quantify, right? <laughs> it's hard to tell somebody, man, this will change your life and have that really mean something. But um, in this book, she talks about um, pretty fascinating um fascinating stories about uh, looking at spirituality in the brain and where it impacts the brain and what that looks like when somebody has a purpose, when they feel like they're part of something bigger, when they feel connected to the world around them, and then how that impacts their daily life, how that impacts um, their likelihood of having depressive episodes. Um, Pretty cool. So that, again, is the awakened brain, and that was recommended to me by a good friend and um, I'm grateful to her for recommending that book. And it just blows my mind that it is something that you can quantify. It is something that you can see. And um, I think that as science continues to move forward, as we see more and more of these types of studies, I think that we're going to continue to see an increase in um, this intentionality, mindfulness, uh, practicing being in the present moment, really benefiting the brain and the body and the emotions and everyday life. So I think that's pretty cool work and I hope to read more about it and to learn more about it and to be part of it. So today, um, the reason that I bring that up is because I want to talk a little bit about how we really create those results. How do you get from a place of like, okay, here I am today. I want to be somewhere a little bit more intentional. I want to be more mindful. I want to be more present, right? These are things that we hear kind of buzzwords, but what does that even look like and why? What, you know, what's the point? And I think a lot of times um, we think that we can practice meditation or we can practice being mindful in those moments that are more calm, like on vacation, or um, if you have some time to yourself on a walk or something like that. But in reality, like when you're on vacation, how many of us really just have endless amounts of time to sit and meditate or sit and be mindful? Or same with going on a walk, right? Like maybe we're listening to our own podcast or maybe we're on the phone with someone. So we really, if, if you wanna be mindful and if you wanna practice being present, you really have to create the space. You have to create the time. And, uh, one of the best things that we can do is to create that time every single day and maybe even numerous times a day, we're creating space and creating time in order to practice these skills. So I encourage everyone listening and myself included to, um, Create space and create a time to practice the skills that you want and not just to wait for them to happen because they're not. If you want to create these new habits, then start today start today and, and jump in and get started and so that kind of brings me into like well again how do I do that what does that even look like in my life and so um what I want to talk about today is just like if you were to practice you know I have three kids starting soccer right now Um they've already started their season and I it is adorable so cute to watch we have a five-year-old is playing a Nine-year-old and a 12-year-old. Oh, 10-year-old, sorry. Our nine-year-old just had a birthday. <laughs> so we have three kids doing soccer right now right and we uh we don't just show up for the games we go to practices right just like um most of you probably take your kids to some sort of practice whether it's gymnastics or maybe it's an art camp or maybe it's a theater whatever it is you go to a, a lot of practices right and so this is kind of um, a good analogy for us when we're talking about being present and mindful we don't just assume that it's going to happen when we want it to in the moment. So when you're maybe in a heated or a triggered um, experience, you can't just say, okay, this is the time. This is the time that I want to be more relaxed. This is the time that I want to be more mindful. I want to speak my truth. In order to get to that place and have it be natural, you have to practice, right? You have to spend time practicing. And sometimes the practices are like, inconvenient. Like sometimes it's like during dinner time or sometimes it's like far away and sometimes the carpool doesn't work out. And so you're driving a lot. So these are all examples of things like obstacles that could get in your way. And I'm not saying that you should meditate during dinner time, but what I'm saying is that there's always going to be something, right? There's always going to be ways that you could get around it and say, ah, not today or not right now. Um, but if it's something that you truly want to get better at, you have to put in the time. You have to be able to, um, prioritize and put that in. And so if you are, for example, want to have the goal to be more calm, overall more calm and less stressed, then I encourage you to practice being more calm. (laughs) So what that would look like is within, let's say you're going to do a five minute meditation or a 10 minute meditation. What you're doing in that amount of time is that you are trying to create a practice field for yourself to practice being in that state that is more calm, more relaxed, less stressed for any given amount of time. And in order to do that, you are allowing your thoughts to pass by without judgment. You are checking in with your body to see where am I holding tension? Where am I holding that stress? Where am I holding that tightness? What does it feel like? And then asking yourself, what do I feel? What feelings are coming? And then the last thing would be to check in with your inner core, kind of connecting to your inner self and connecting to where you are. I like to envision connecting exactly where I am. So rooting down uh, wherever I am, whether that's like at my meditation corner or um, in a chair somewhere else in the house. And then of course, connecting your breath to that whole scenario. So you are connecting those breaths, you're lengthening them, you're creating a space where you are literally um, telling your nervous system, you're okay, you're in a safe space, you're in a place where you can allow that heart rate to slow down, you can allow that adrenaline to slow down, you can literally allow your whole body to be in a place where you feel a little bit more calm. That's what we're trying to do, right? We're practicing that. And within um, a session with individuals, I love to have them just taste what they're trying to get to. I I love to have them describe what does balance feel like for you. And it changes with every single person. And it even changes from session to session. We go over a lot of questions to determine what that balance looks like. And then we try to live in it. I help them to do a guided visualization to be in that space for, even if I can get them there for like 30 seconds or one minute or a minute and a half or five minutes or 10 minutes, if I can get them to that space where they can experience it. So their brain is there, their heart is there, their physical body is there, and they feel spiritually connected to that space because then we have determined where they want to go. So the next day when I'm not doing a session with them, when they are feeling maybe a little bit more run down or lost or all over the place, they can go back to that space. But in order to go back to that space, in order to play in the soccer game, you have to do the practice, right? You have to practice being in that space so that you can get there more easily, so that you can get there more effectively and quickly. So think about some of the qualities that you want to try on. So one of them might be to be less judgmental, maybe being judgmental, having a lot of judgments about the people around you or yourself, um, comes quickly and harshly, and that's natural to you right now, but you want to practice having less judgment. You want to be less judgmental. So then within your meditation, within that amount of time, you are going to practice having less judgment and that would look like again having your thoughts pass by you know as your as your thoughts come let them pass by without grabbing onto them without latching onto them without adding a hundred more thoughts that go with that thought just let it pass by and so practicing that and getting just a taste of that what does that feel like to let go is it uncomfortable for you or does it come naturally you're practicing that so that in your everyday life you can start to taste and go back to that place of less judgment if you again are wanting to adopt a habit of positivity so if you're wanting to adopt that that um that positivity then what you would do would you would be that you would practice Positive thoughts. You would practice positive feelings and sensations within your body so that that is your new tendency. That's your new habit. So we're trying to retrain these habits. We're taking things that are less desirable and we're practicing, we're tasting, we're getting to that place where we feel in the zone with that new attribute so again if you are wanting to be more positive you are practicing what does that even look and feel like if you you know you can just say that like i want to be more positive (laughs) you could even say the affirmation i'm a very positive person or something like that but in order to adopt that and to have it come naturally You need to sense it. You need to feel it. You need to have that be something that your body knows how to even get to. It needs to have some direction. So if I, you know, wanted to go somewhere, I need to know what my destination is. So if I put in my phone, I open up my maps and I want to do, I want to go somewhere I can't just say, take me there, right? I have to put in a destination. And this is what we're doing is we're creating that destination. We're creating a place that we want to get to, that we want to travel to. If you have the goal to more easily connect to the people around you, then that's what you're doing. You're sitting and you're practicing connecting to the people around you. Maybe that looks like opening up your heart. Maybe that looks like putting down some walls. Maybe that looks like sharing some love or accepting some love, but you're practicing exactly what you want to do there. My last example would be if you want to practice more self-love, which I hope everybody does. (laughs) If you want to practice that self-love or if you want to more naturally have that be a part of your life, then you need to create space where you can practice that. And that might be in meditation. That might be in the actions that you take every day. I'm hoping that the more that you're aware of, um, self-love and the amazing effects it has on your life, that you are putting that as a priority. My favorite question, which some of you may have heard before, is how can I best love myself today? And if you're asking that question consistently, then you're going to get effective answers. You're going to get answers that are practical and realistic that really make a difference in your everyday life. So within the last few minutes, we've talked a lot about making time within a meditation, but these are also times that you can create space in your everyday life. I like to think of creating space in two different ways. The first one is from the inside out. And the second one is from the outside in. So an inside out might be that inner work. So maybe journaling or meditating or pondering or reading about a certain subject. So that's like that internal boost. You're working from the inside out to heal and to to learn, and to create new patterns. And then the second one from the outside in might be an external action that you can take to impact you internally. For example, going for a walk. So when you go for a walk outdoors, you are taking in the sights, you are taking in the sounds, you are breathing the fresh air, you are getting close to the earth and to all the things that grow around you. And so you are taking that outside experience and bringing it inward. Another good example might be a conversation with someone. If you know somebody has gone through something similar that you're going through, give that person a phone call and you're externally bringing that healing from outside to inside. Another one might be exercising. So you're taking an external action in order for an internal result. So you can kind of simplify by breaking it down into those two different ways. So having the inside out or the outside in. So if you're thinking right now, what kind of space do I want to create this week? You can first just simplify by saying, does it need to be something from the inside out? Or do I want to take an external action? And you could do one of each. You can, I mean, some things are both and that's pretty cool too. Um, and so you kind of have that um, mode of thinking to simplify. And then on top of that, You can create a lot of spaces, a lot of times where you can practice this action. I'm just thinking this week, we were ordering pizza from this awesome pizza place that's close to us. They use really delicious ingredients. They have a gluten-free one for me. That's so good. The, The whole family just loves it. And it was my daughter's birthday and she was like, man, can we get this pizza? And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I actually started driving towards the pizza place, but they sometimes get kind of backed up on their orders. And so I was like, let's order now while we're driving that way, it'll be ready a little bit earlier. And then I asked the kids, does anybody want to place the order? And they all looked terrified. They all looked so scared. And I was like, it's pretty easy. And I told them what to say. I told them what to order. And you could see that a couple of them were like, this sounds kind of fun. And so for them, this is an opportunity, safe opportunity, right? You, they are in no danger. I was right there to help them the whole way. And they have the opportunity to practice something that they might want to try on, which would be being a little bit courageous or brave or trying something out of their comfort zone. And so two of the kids said they would do it. One of them, the five-year-old wanted to do it. And um, the pizza place was too loud and they couldn't hear him, (laughs) but he tried. And so we... I gave him, we have a a reward system at home for um, doing things like that. So I gave him a beanstalk for it anyways. And then our 10-year-old did it and I was so proud of her and it was so cool. But you could see like, she talked about it the rest of the night. Like she was so proud of herself. She had this, she kept talking about the anticipation while she was waiting on the phone and how excited she was and what it felt like. And I was so proud of her to have that experience um, where she was, again, in a safe environment, a controlled environment, and she got to practice doing something that's really going to benefit her for years to come. She's going to remember this experience, or at least her brain is going to remember the experience. Her body's going to remember it, right? So she tried something on that was really awesome. So she also got some beanstalks for that. (laughs) So two of our kids got beanstalks for ordering pizza. And I know that's a silly example, but the idea is that it's a controlled environment. It's a place where you are practicing something that you would like to get better at. So it would kind of be like if you wanted to get better at public speaking, you would practice speaking out loud, maybe in front of a small audience or even to yourself, or maybe recording and listening to it after or talking into the mirror, right? And so as you're as you're practicing that experience, you're also working to take deep breaths, to relax your body, to allow yourself to let go of tension so that your brain is not, um, attaching the idea of speaking in front of other people to having a ton of stress in the body. But instead you're attaching that experience to something that feels okay and relaxed. And that might take time and it might take practice. And um, each of these things that you could work on, I want you to even think right now, what do you want to work on this week? If you were to pick something that you wanted to try on or to practice, what would that be? And how would you do that within the next few days? So that's it for today. Just talking about practicing. And when we practice these um, different qualities, when we practice being less stressed, I mean, like, literally, it's just like this book that we that I just read, right? Like, It seems hard to quantify, but it's for real. Like this is for real results where if you're practicing allowing less stress in your body, you literally will have less adrenaline running, you know, at at experiences that don't need your adrenaline running. (laughs) Many of us are like adrenaline running to get everybody, rush everybody to the car, right? So that would be a perfect opportunity to practice having less stress within your body and still getting that job done. And I, I mean, there's, oh, there's opportunities for stress. There's a reason we have stress in the body, but I think that we are on overload. We have so many times when we don't need to have that, um, that increase in adrenaline within the body and we can practice to, breathe and to relax and to allow that stress to leave the body so that we can be in a healthier state at all times. So that's my advice today talking about that practice and practice literally makes more peaceful people. If we are practicing those attributes of relaxation, of being more kind to ourselves, of having more self-love and optimism and kindness and less judgment Um, then we are in a place where we can feel more peace, where we can feel more connected to the moment, where we can be more present. So that's it for today. I hope you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. I'm so glad that you found a tad bit crunchy. You can show your love by leaving a review and sharing the show. Reviews help the podcast to be seen by more curious and intentional women just like you. And of course, sharing the podcast is how we can help more and more folks create a natural and holistic foundation for their health. If you share on social media, be sure to tag me at Coaching so I can show some love. Thanks, guys.